I wrote three articles for the magazine, Josh Helmer. <laughs> nice. Three. A mad sprint to the finish line. Dude, let me tell you something. You would have been so proud of me. Our editor for Boyd Street Magazine. I, I don't, Lindsay, I, I, I don't want to get anyone's titles confused, but Lindsay Como is our, uh, she's who I send my stories to. How's that? And when I, you know, she had checked in with me last week, which she usually does, and I thought our deadline for all the stories was tomorrow. And she goes, hey, we want to push it up. Can you have them done by the 13th? And in my mind, I wanted to say, no, no, I can't. But in my heart, I was like, you got this. I'm like, absolutely. So I got them done. I got two of them done. And then I was wrapping up the third one. And they, they sent me a note. And they're like, we're going to push it back again to like the 16th or 17th. So you got some time. So you know what I did with that third story, don't you? You waited, baby. I waited until last night after my Fox Sports Radio show. Oh man! So you had I, a, you had a late night. No, it wasn't. Everything everything was transcribed. It was a matter of, of it was like a puzzle. It's like just fitting a few pieces where they needed to. Get. Right. Once you've got the transcription done. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you can you can cruise. I uh, first day of vacation got an email very early in the morning. Hey. uh... <laughs> About that story you were going to write for us. And, and, and I actually had finished it over the weekend and meant to send it sooner. So that was a quick, I'm so sorry. Here you go. That was a, a nice relief. Good to have it done. Now I feel like I've got two weeks off. Like, but aren't you working like three shows on Christmas? It's like a day off if I don't have to write. Vacation if the magazine story's done. I know, right? Okay, um, big story today. Sooners have added to the transfer portal. Bauer Sharp. Tight in out of southeastern Louisiana. Josh, I know you You seem to have a lot on this kid. What's kind of caught your eye about the quarterback? Well, I say flip. He started as a quarterback and then ended up playing tight end and ran the football quite a bit too. Well, I'm optimistic that he can help Oklahoma at a position of need at tight end or can, uh, can sort of fill that fullback role that maybe Oklahoma is going to use a little bit more of going forward with, uh, obviously, Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley calling the shots. Here's somebody that caught the football, ran the football, had eight total touchdowns at the FCS level. It's, of course, a big jump up. I'll be curious to hear more when the coaching staff can comment what right. uh, what they will have in the way of a comment. I agree. All right, are you ready for the, um, the top five stories of the day? Let's boogie, baby. All right, here we go. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, Newcastle Casino, located at I-44, exit 107. It's where we are today. Look at all these great things they have right in front of me, Josh. You can sign up today, and new members earn up to $250 in rewards plays. Happy hour, I'm right outside of the front row sports bar and grill. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6, they have the 50K hot seats. You can take home a share of $50,000. That's every Saturday in December right here at Newcastle Casino. Big story number five. Number five. I waited. I waited until the final hour of this show. So I would like to say you're welcome. Did you happen to catch Jaden Davis on something called the Momentum Podcast? Oh, I... I waited, uh, or I heard, yes, and also waited with you. But uh, okay, 
It was fascinating. He had a number of different things were fascinating. Not just the Lincoln Riley remarks and was OU still bought in and was he still bought into OU, but what he said about Alex Grinch in his recruitment was fascinating and uh, obviously his oh. uh, remarks on Jackson Arnold as well. Well, wait, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I've only seen the one clip. All right, I'm going to play it for you right here, okay? And I just – this is very enraging. Of all the things that made me mad, and, and, and I don't think Jay, let's back up a little bit here too. Jaden Davis was a guy whom the new staff loved. They loved him. I mean, you go back whenever whenever we did the women's camp, Jaden Davis was the guy that was there front and center. I mean, they loved him. And uh, obviously he went to Miami, had an okay season. But it wouldn't, I mean, it's funny. He's a guy that played a lot of football in his first season under Brent Venables. But even with the cornerback problems this year, you never really heard anyone say, man, I wish Jaden Davis was still around. <laughs> Just didn't happen. But anyway, here's what he had to say about that night in November. Oh, wow. oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot that Brent Venables is still talking, too. Brent, we can't have the incredible things that you're doing with this program right now interrupt us pulling the Band-Aid off an old wound, okay? Here we go. But you fans are still salty, man. Salty. It was crazy because, like, the way the whole thing went down, it, it didn't feel real leading up to Oklahoma State. Like, the whole vibe was, like, weird. We didn't feel that confidence, like, from the coaches. Like, everything was just weird. Like, my homeboy Marvin Jones, he was the Georgia. He was supposed to take an official to Oklahoma. He said they canceled. He went, all right, cool. We go to play the game. We lost. In the locker room after the game, he says, I'm not going to LSU. I'm here with you guys. This is my team. This is my place. This is where I'm. Da, da, da. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, he's not going to LSU. Like, <laughs> 8 a.m. We got a text saying there's a team meeting at 2 p.m. They say he walked in crying. He talked for like a minute. Walked out and nobody ever heard talk to him. After what makes it like even more weird for us is if we win against Oklahoma State, he can't take the job because we go to the Big 12 championship. If we win, we arguably would have went to the playoffs. playoffs. So USC would have moved on. So people in the building are like, I felt like something was wrong. The plays he was calling, like, oh, we don't know if he was really trying to win, like, which I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, I liked how Jaden Davis couched it with the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but that is, that's the most damning thing I've heard from a former player who would have, I don't think, any reason to really hold a grudge that I've seen. Had a good year with Oklahoma, moved on to Miami, had a good year. Probably not going to be an NFL guy, but Josh, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Well, and the canceling of the, the visit beforehand. Marvin Jones should have been a sooner. It's all... It's all Lincoln Riley's fault. <laughs> yes. Uh, that that tells us, again, it was premeditated, all of this. <laughs> I, I don't know. It. Uh, I, I was caught between – clearly, uh, when I listen to Jaden Davis there, it sounds like either in the moment or then listening to you and I and just everybody, right, in the media, in the Oklahoma fan base, a lot of us were asking the same question – which let's not beat around the bush here. Did Lincoln Riley throw the game, right? Was he all the way bought in on the game? Did he throw the game to try and get to USC sooner? I mean, that's the question that a lot of people don't really want to ask because it's 
you, you get to the point of, well, a competitor wouldn't do that, right? A coach wouldn't do that. It is derelict of duty. You wouldn't do that. And yet, was Jaden Davis sort of asking that question because you and I and others have asked that question and he's heard that? Or was that legitimately something that was in that locker room immediately after? It's a great question. It's a great question. I I will say the one thing that I didn't really know if I was buying or not was the theory that we could have gone to the playoffs that year. Keep in mind, that was an Oklahoma team that was 10-1 and one going into that Bedlam football game. They would have had a rematch with Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. They would have beaten Oklahoma State, who was seventh at the time. Um, Michigan ended up beating Ohio State, so they got in. There was an undefeated uh, Alabama, I'm sorry, uh, Cincinnati team that we didn't really know what to do with. I didn't even think about that, and that added a whole other layer, layer of anger for me. Now, I didn't hear anything else outside of that. Are you telling me I should or shouldn't go listen for more? So I DM'd you. Uh, a oh. couple other clips. The, are they all clean? You might listen again. I think they are, but uh, just gen- generically speaking here, okay, the one that will, I- instead of living it, in the past and the Lincoln-Riley thing. Okay, okay, okay. Then I won't play the Alex Grinch one. Well, which was very interesting. Oh, really? <laughs> very... Well, let's play. Let's play. You, you got two here. I don't really have anything until, like, big story number two that we can go into. I think these are clean. Do we'll re- you got the dump button ready just in case? I'm ready, baby. Okay, here we go. My first meeting I had with him, he was just like. Alex Scratch. We got guys, because I was small, you know. I got guys coming in here, 167 pounds, thinking they're going to play for me. You'll never play for me. Damn. <laughs> I never played for a coach that recruited me. Because I signed to Stoops, Mike Stoops. You're already not their guy, which is. Well, I actually talked to Grinch one time before that. It was okay. at, he was at Ohio State. He, uh. Telling me that I wasn't basically good enough to play for him. So, Man. I didn't care. I had like 40 something offers. Like, I can go to Georgia. I can go to anywhere I want to go. I don't care. So, I'm in the mindset like, I don't like that dude. I know Oklahoma. Have faith in Link. Link won't tell me to DC before I sign. Essentially, he came. They hired him. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. Like, the one <laughs> coach came to Oklahoma. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to make the best of it. You know, I've never met him. So, oh, yeah. DC or... coming in already told you that. You don't think you're good. But even through all that, like, you overcame it. And, yeah. you, I mean, you started a bunch of games and had tons of production. Why, By the way, huh? listen, guys, can I talk to the Momentum Podcast people just a moment? It's okay to have a breath in the edits. Just, just, just give it a second. Or either stop trampling all over everyone when they're making a point. It's a lot like yeah. a New York City subway. It's kind of wild. Yes. Yes. All right, and so this was – by the way, this is all Jane Davis from the Momentum Podcast. Just a little bit of a perspective from a former Sooner who might care about fans' opinions. This is Jaden on Jackson Arnold. Arnold can play. He's a dog? Yeah. So I don't, Compared to DG, what do you think? Yeah, they're – yeah, they're <laughs> About the same? Hey, that kid Jackson Arnold can play. He gave me them, like, Caleb, like, Spence when they first came in, like, they came in with a different kind of. He's less. Different type of confidence. He's wider. less talkative. Like Spence and, and uh, Caleb. Gonna let you know that they that they're very vocal. Yeah, they gonna, they gonna let you know. Like, I respect it. Yeah. They throw a fade on you. They gonna run up to you. They gonna let you know. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. like that. But you're saying he's right on par with the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, he's he can not when he came in his freshman year. Like as right. far as like 
the the way he the trajectory the confidence yeah. the, the, the way he carries himself everyday product. how can anyone listen to that i'm being serious dude sorry sorry people the levels I, are uh, not great well i don't even mean the levels i just mean let the dude talk hey let him talk he's telling a story you gotta slice it yeah yeah no yeah dog yeah mm. yeah no no ah, yeah mm. yeah right uh, because the point was really good. Oklahoma may have their next Heisman quarterback. You at least hope so, right? Yeah, and he ended by saying basically Jackson Arnold doesn't even know how good he's going to be yet. Yeah. I'm sorry. I couldn't get there. I just couldn't take it. <laughs> well, I had to tap out. Oh, my gosh. Let people talk. All right, that's a lot in big story number five, Josh. Did we, did we put too much on the plate for big story number five? I also just wanted to get it out. I, I also just want to get it out because I feel like it's incredibly – that's the one thing through this whole process where I'm like, all right, that kind of makes me mad. And I'm the dude that's always happy about where we're going, and I believe in Brent. But, man, that's a – that was a tough wound to pull the uh, the old Band-Aid off this weekend to hear that. All right, should we, should we move on, or do we talk about Malachi Nelson and Mario Williams being in the portal? Well, I think we have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, big story number four. Number four. Dude, don't look now. And you know me, I'm uh, I'm always trying to be the guy that's that slow your roll on a lot of things Thunder-related. But OKC beat Denver over the weekend, and they got a big homestand coming up. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not the start, the planning of the championship parade or anything, but this is about as excited as I've been for the Oklahoma City Thunder in quite a while, Josh. This is it's a really good basketball team right now. It's exciting to uh, see the young talent that they have and where this thing feels like it's going. you got a bona fide yep. star in Shea Gilgis, Alexander. Uh, Chet Holmgren continues to uh, improve and impress. So th- they got something cooking finally, right? I mean, the, uh, the process – took uh how many years here four five i mean do we because we have to include paul george and and russell westbrook not as part of the process right i mean that was as soon as that was broken up to when it began right oh exactly so and by the way i still marvel every single day at how quickly the star faded for one russell westbrook it's 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 borderline amazing thunder 16 and 8 on the season They've got the Grizz at home tonight. That's a 7.05 tip. They've won three of their last four games, including that 118-117 win. And Chet Holmgren right now, the odds on, well, one of the odds on favorites, he and, and, and Wimby, Victor Wimbenyama, are the one and two guys right now for the uh, rookie of the year. Do you, do you ever look at the divisions in the NBA? Do they ever matter to you? Not really, but uh, me give me an update here. They're chasing Minnesota. They're Soda. chasing Minnesota. The Timberwolves are 19-5 and five in the Northwest. <laughs> Thunder are three games back. All right, so again tonight, it's Memphis. All right, big story number three. Number three. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to from the NFL, but you know what, Josh? I think Kansas City's going to be the one seed in the AFC. I don't know, man. The uh, Baltimore win last night was pretty important. Pretty big. I think the Ravens have a little bit of a, well, it's, you know, I didn't realize, keep forgetting it was two games. 
I think the Chiefs are going to be the two, and the Dolphins are going to maybe be the three or the four. It's, it's Dolphins not, have a tough kick. It's not impossible that Baltimore would lose its next two. They've got San Fran and Miami. Right. Monday Night Football tonight, Eagles-Seahawks. Did I see where they said Jalen Hurts is officially playing? Because I know there had been some questions about it. But uh, that's at uh, 7.15 tonight. Looks like we're going to have Drew Locke going for the Seahawks. Oh, baby. <laughs> How about, did you happen to take a moment to think about the starters in the early doubleheader on Saturday in the Bengals-Vikings and Colts-Steelers game? Yeah, Jake Browning versus Nick Mullins in the Bengals win in overtime. And they have Gardner Minshew versus Mitchell Trubisky. I just, I mean, that can't be what the NFL Network envisioned when they had this triple header. Uh, game of the day might have been the Texans' overtime win over the Titans, 19-16, to as the mm-hmm. Texans stay very much in the playoff mix. And the 49ers look like the team to beat in the AFC or in the NFC right now. They beat the Cards, 45-29. And how about them Cowboys? Holy smokes, Dallas got smoked, Josh. Buffalo's playing some good football this last month or so. Mm, really good. Big story number two. Number two. We have our latest Oklahoma portal ad. Bauer Sharp, a tight end out of southeastern Louisiana. Uh, big kid, seems to be athletic, 6'5", 245. He signs with the Sooners after having interest from Tennessee and becomes the first tight end that Oklahoma has added in the portal. Joins, I guess, the pass receiving core of Deion Burks from Purdue, who was added last week. Gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. When we come back, let's talk about this Oklahoma Sooner basketball team. Porter Moser from his post game with Toby is next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, Josh. Here comes Porter Moser's crew. Pretty impressive what they've done, isn't it? Um, it it's been a magical turnaround for Porter Moser in Oklahoma. Obviously, they got a chance coming up on Wednesday to make another big-time statement in the Jumpman Invitational versus North Carolina. And as uh, I think we've said before, the the proof will be in the pudding, so to speak, uh, in Big 12 play. But what they've done so far, they're clearly more athletic. They clearly have uh, more options to score the basketball. They're more versatile defensively. It's it's his best group that he's had in Norman, and it's not close. And by the way, while this show has progressed, we've seen the Sooners add a player out of the portal in Bauer Sharp, and USC just lost another player, five-star defensive back Damani Jackson, has entered the portal. Parker Thune tweeted, pour one out for Ray Manning. Only the real real ones remember how much he put into Damani Jackson's recruitment. Was that the guy that he was accused of recruiting for both Oklahoma and USC? Or am I thinking of someone else? <laughs> well, uh, I would imagine based on that tweet that, yes, that might be exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, circling back to basketball, let's not forget the focus here. Porter's crew was dominant in beating Green Bay 81-47 to on Saturday night. Afterwards, caught up with Toby on the Sooner no, Radio Network. No, for sure. You know, I thought, um, you know, we uh, we called that timeout at twenty-one twenty, 
Yeah. And uh, they were just plugging it. They were plugging everything in, and you know we we, we hadn't got we didn't get a lot of threes. We were you know we we're probably trying to pound it in too much, and that was my fault. You know we were trying to pound it into John, and we got kind of stagnant, and then we just. Uh, but we just kind of set our energy defensively. We literally went, I think, they had, it was 21-20, I think, I don't know, five or five minutes left in the half. Around there, yeah. And then with five minutes left to go in the game, they had 30. So I think they had 10, 10 points for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. And I think our defense just, uh, you know, the athleticism, um, I think, was really, really good in terms of how we were defending, active, getting steals. We, 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 we amped up the press a little bit because we felt we had an athleticism advantage um, in there. And uh, But, uh, you know, I thought... You know, you always worry about these letdowns during finals week, and I thought our guys' energy defensively um, was really good, and uh, they were they were playing, and that's what you got to do if you if you're if you're not getting some threes or if you're a little stagnant on offense, you got to rely on guarding every possession. Tega really the uh, the leader in that regard tonight, seven steals, uh, unofficially the most a Sooner has had since 1995 in a, in a game. And he uh, had a chance for about five more, too. He seemed to be everywhere. No, he was really uh, active defensively. He's he's anticipating so much better now. He's just, you know, you, you get to that, that point where sometimes when you're younger as a freshman, you're just trying to, you know, not survive, but just try to do the right thing. And uh-huh. now he's just playing. Now, now Tegas, he feels comfortable, and he just he was really anticipating and jumping passing lanes and rotating, and I thought he was excellent tonight. Yeah, and what what is that in a team full of portal guys? That's a foundational high school recruited piece, in a way. Um, Sooners moved up inside the top ten. The AP poll out seems a little early today. Usually, we don't get the AP poll until the afternoon. Oklahoma moves up four spots. Josh Helmer, the Sooners are number seven in the country in college hoops right now. Number seven, and they'll take on number eleven. In uh, North Carolina, who, of course, uh, is licking their wounds from a loss versus Kentucky. Win that one, and, I mean, we might be talking top five next week. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, right? Because I think it's one of those situations where people are just not kind of taking notice. It's like, oh, oh, look at them. They're 10-0. and 0. Who have they beaten? Oh, they beat, all right, they beat Providence. That's a nice win over USC. All right, let's see what's going on here. And now they're starting to realize that it's a pretty impressive run that they've had. Getting a a little bit more hype. I found myself still not in a place where outside of OU basketball that I'm quite ready to go all in on college basketball quite yet. Outside of the Sooners, right? I still found myself watching a few of the bowl games more intently than I did some of the uh, college basketball matchups. But I, I, I did find myself wondering exactly what was going on in the Big 12 this weekend because I, Michigan State beat Baylor 88-64. to 88-64, to 64, Josh. It was 45-17 to 17 at the half yeah. against the sixth-ranked team in the country. It's like, wh- what? And then yesterday... I honestly, I had to refresh this like five times yesterday because I didn't know if it was a women's basketball score, if something was incorrect. But Nebraska beat Kansas State in Manhattan, 62-46. to Josh Helmer, your boys, Kansas State Wildcats, had 12 second-half points total. 
What in the world was that this weekend? Yeah, and they've got, uh, you know, with the dismissal around their program, sort of some uh, Naquan, um, I keep want to say Tomlin. Naquan uh, Treadwell, Naquan Tomlin, yeah. Because of his dismissal, there's a lot of scuttlebutt around the program about is Jerome Tang, I mean, has he moved past it? Is he going to be upset? Is he going to try and look for another job? So the, the whole vibe of that program is not great right now. And, mm. and really, probably, maybe that's unfair. The fan base, for sure, is a little bit fractured. Exactly. All right, quick break. Um, anything else you want to add on the Sooners? <laughs> it's and fun, hoops. man. I'm, I'm so happy. I, I, I feel like I say this every time we talk about him, but I'm just happy for Porter, man that things are, are starting to turn a corner here and click a little bit. He's got the, the right combination, it looks like, of transfer portal, the, the right hits out of the portal with obviously some in-house development too. So let's see what happens on Wednesday, man. This is a chance to make a big-time statement. Do you know uh, what I also find interesting real quick before we break? He's now, we're running out of excuses as fans not to go to games. Well, if they're better, then I'll be there. 10-0, bro. You know, oh, I need a, I need a better home schedule. All right, well, you see what's going on in the Big 12. I mean, listen, it's going to be a little different world in the SEC, but there's some good teams coming in. Uh, you're running out of the I, I, I can't go to games. Iowa State, well, I mean, listen, you got Central Arkansas and Monmouth coming up on the 28th and the 31st. But you flip that calendar, you're a few weeks away from uh, Iowa State coming to the LNC. That's a good basketball team. Texas is here on the 23rd. It's a busy time, man, and it's a fun team to watch. All right, quick break. When we come back, much more from Brenton Venables and his meeting with the media and your text right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Back with you, Ref Army, and it feels oh so good on a Monday. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. This is the Plank Show in hour number three, presented by Mop and Roofing. Mop and Roofing and Construction, they got you covered, Oklahoma. Call Bob Moppin and his team, 405-703-3843, where 35 years of experience in the way of helping you, fully insured, licensed, and bonded, that is, again, is Moppin Roofing. To the text line we go, Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line, 405 651 3439-918. This is not the norm, but Jared Verse at FSU went to Albany. There's other right. examples. It seems he's a BV kind of guy by reports. There'll be plenty of time to dump on him sure. if he doesn't work. And this, of course, uh, the new tight end edition. Yeah, Bauer Sharp. Remember Tennessee was in on him, too. I, I think for me, it's I remember getting fired up about Connor Neer and everyone saying great things and you know, it's just let's let's see how it pans out. That's not a knock on the kid. It's just there is no we're not allowed to say, hey, let's see how it looks. No. And in fairness, when I say we're not allowed, because you guys don't allow us that that group that is uh, uh, reserved and, and wants to wait and see and and wait for judgment. That group is definitely dwarfed to Josh by the group that's like, I need to know if he's good or if he sucks. And he went to southeastern Louisiana. Well, he can't be any good, right? I mean, that's the that's what we're battling against. I'm, I'm excited for the addition. I'm not going to be a guy that's going to pretend like I've watched a lot of southeastern Louisiana football over the last few years. But, but I'm a sucker for a good YouTube highlight clip at any day of the week. So count me as intrigued. And good pull, by the way, on Jared Verse. 
that shift from Maine to Florida State, dude, that's one of the that's one of the best finds that you'll see in the transfer portal. Uh, Nick, I wonder if we I wonder if we have the right to want an explanation from Lincoln Riley if we can't want an explanation from Caden Green. But I mean I can't allow myself to believe that there was any like throwing of the game. I just can't. I can't. I can't allow. My mind will never go there, Josh. Now, could you be distracted when you're doing things? Absolutely. I think you can tell on this show when I get distracted by something. I think it's very. I'm not at my best. I'll be a little scattered. There'll be a lot of ums, likes, and you knows that are thrown in there. Or I'll talk about something completely unrelated to what we were just talking about. Why? You get distracted. If you're on remote, someone comes by. It's a four-hour show or three-hour show. It takes away from you being able to do your job. If you're distracted by another job and it's interesting and you really want to go there, then you're not going to be at your best. So distraction I buy like purposefully going out and saying, we can't win this because we can't go to the Big 12 title game. I, my mind will never allow me to go there, This even with what Jaden Davis said. And there's no amount of text messages that I'm going to allow to change my mind. Well, and if you live in the world that USC knew pretty quickly after Helton was let go that Lincoln was going to be the guy, if you mm-hmm. want to exist in the world that it was not a phone call the night of Bedlam and the morning after and this and that, and it, it didn't come together quickly that it would have been together for several months, then the next week a Big 12 championship game was not going to impact that. Yeah, it was. But the truth is we'll gone. never know. We'll never know. Never know. Anything else you want to hit here? Uh, yeah, a couple here. The uh, Sooners in a tight end edition, Spartan Sooner. One of the new OCs is a tight end. I doubt they won't use the tight end. <laughs> uh, Gunny of Stutzman Army. The tight end could be a huge factor if you know how to get him the football. And then uh, one more on the first year into the SEC. Out of the 918, I'm not going to cry over 8-4 first year in the SEC with offensive line and defensive line still a work in progress. I would have liked another year in the Big 12 if they hadn't been so insufferable. Oh, gosh. Dude, I'm, I'm blessed for my roles in covering the, the Big 12. And honestly... I think, I think you've seen everyone now that football is over kind of calm down a little bit, right? But I don't. I got to be I mean, I just – the level of petty and – I mean, listen, we're not New Mexico, New Mexico State petty quite yet, Josh. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty there. good. Hey, have we taken the 1130 break? Yeah. Okay, good, good. good. <laughs> don't panic. I just went into fight or flight. Uh, can, I, can I get a couple more texts in here, too? Sure. Good one? I was at the game Saturday night when the crowd started cheering for 55 to play at the end of the game. Reminded me of the 80s when calls of ski resonated through the arena. Oh, okay. All right. Um, they were one to get Reed Loveless in the game, I see. I think I think Ross had something to do with that, right, Ross? Who was, he mentioned in ski, who was the guy that when he checked into the game whenever either you were a kid or you were watching your favorite team, you knew that it was game over and you guys were rolling? Oh, or who gosh. did you want to see check in? Maybe is a better way to put it. 
I mean, there's probably a number of guys. I've got a couple from Tulsa. Um, anytime, anytime Jeff Platt would check into the game whenever I was a freshman year, my buddy Chad Rogers, who uh, does an incredible job up in Tulsa, uh, Proud Sigma Chi, runs, you know, Canes. He was a walk-on for a year, and he got a couple opportunities, so that was big time for me whenever he got that chance. But there's those dudes that you're like, come on, get him in the game. Get him in the game. Let's go. Give him a shot. Chris <laughs> Zerby was a guy who, Oh, my uh, gosh, what a name. He played – he played for Kansas, okay, but he was from Andover. I, I, you know, growing up, watched him play in high school. But Chris Zerby did not play for the Jayhawks unless <laughs> things were very well in hand. <laughs> um, I really like this from Gunny. Uh, Gunny writes, when that interview came out, it gave me a resurgence of mule shoe hate. I'm all in for Marlon stabbing him through the face if he goes deep sea fishing. Stop. Can you imagine Gunny holding up a marlin? It's like, you just stand right there. Don't you go anywhere. Um, <laughs> this is good for the 918. And then we'll break and get our final. I can't believe the show is over. The transfer portal works both ways. Coaches tell players to leave to make room for so-called better players all the time. Players use it to get money or more playing time. It's a two-way street. Do the coaches really hate it or just want it when a good player chooses to go? It's from Marv Dog. Now, Marv Dog, we got to make sure we get our uh, the terminology here. We got to be using, as, uh, as the Big Lebowski used, the proper nomenclature. <laughs> Players aren't told to leave, they are processed. So let's make sure we get this terminology right. Sure, yeah, there's processing of players that take place. But processing, cutting, however you want to look at it, something just has to be done with the calendar. And I don't know, Josh, in a world where academics still matter, and they still matter, I don't know how you're going to do this where you don't have a transfer portal or recruiting that's going on right in the middle of the playoffs. Don't know how you're going to do it. Yeah, and I don't. To me, I don't know that it's the calendar so much as it's just name, image, likeness, and transfer portal. I mean, obviously, obviously, it's not ideal, right? To be trying to prepare for a bowl game or college football playoffs, and folks are up, up and leaving. But you know what? It's not ideal for guys to opt out of bowl games either. So, right. I'm not saying that the calendar has anything to do with what's wrong with college football. I'm saying the calendar needs to be fixed. I It's just, I can't believe that, you know, next year we're going to be sitting here on this Monday, Josh, recapping four playoff games in college football. Oh, yeah, and then in that, hey, is so-and-so in the portal? What's, he got, what's going on there? Is, is this free agent signing here? They make it, I mean, it's just in-season trades happen all the time, but you have a trade deadline by a point where it can't happen. And I know these guys aren't immediately eligible, but when I say schedule, that's what I mean. That's what I mean calendar-wise. I just, the focus is on everything but the games. Now, granted, the games that matter aren't a few, are still a few weeks away, but it won't be next year. 
So we're going to be in the second week of the portal whenever the playoffs start next year? February would be a great month for the portal. But it's – You can't, right. It's not going away, I don't think. I don't, I don't think no. they're readjusting it. And, and, again, as long as finals and classes and schoolwork is a part of the equation, this is the calendar, and this calendar does make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then um, – because academics are involved, right? <laughs> it's just you got to keep you got semesters, or even if you're in the quarters, everyone's kind of in a break at this point. Brazilian sooner asks a good question to put a wrap on it. Do you think the portal is hampering player development? I don't think many younger players on each team realize that it takes time to become your best. Do you think the portal is hampering player development, Josh? Yeah, in some instances, I'm sure it is. Absolutely that folks don't stay the course and then all of a sudden you hop around, hop around and never find a fit. And, uh, you know, the way, uh, one program wanted to, to use you or develop you is different from another. So yeah. absolutely. I would, I would say it is yeah. you know, just this last one in under the wire from Ohio sooner. He writes, why not just get rid of the winter transfer portal window and just have one window in the spring. It would at least be a start. Then you wouldn't be able to leave the school for an entire year. You know, in other words, you would go through a season and then you'd have to wait through a whole semester. Then the NCAA would have to work on their eligibility issues on that front, and you would miss a whole summer of workouts for a team. Yeah, you just have to rethink uh, that. I mean, it is what it is, and that—that's yeah. a reasonable suggestion. I think so too, dude. It's, it's about the only thing I can come up with because guys want to get – coaches want to get guys in early, and as long as that's going to be the reality of it, you're not going to – you're not going to be able to do too much moving around of it. You're kind of stuck with it. That doesn't make me stop wanting to try to find ways to fix it, even if some of you all don't think it's broken. Yeah, it's totally natural to have these transferring right in the middle of the postseason. Totally natural. All right, quick break. Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts are next. All right, you ready for some Primrose Funeral Services final thoughts? Born ready. 80 years of service. Their sincere commitment is to make things a little easier for you and your family. Primrose Funeral Service, 405-321-6000 or primrosefuneralservice.com. So I was watching volleyball on, what was the final four, Friday night? Uh, Thursday night was the final four. And then on Sunday, I was catching a little bit of the championship butt-kicking that Texas put on Nebraska. And then in the postgame, Josh, <laughs> Nebraska's legendary head coach, uh, he, uh, a little pouty, a little pouty here. This is what it sounded like when he was asked a very simple question. John, in, in what ways has Texas set the bar that you and other teams have to have to match now? I got to think about that, but, uh, you know, um, if you look at tonight's nat- match, I mean, they've got half their starting team are transfers. They're all fourth and fifth year players, except for Ella, the setter who did a great job. Um, so they've got, um, you know, that's how they've been building their team. That's how they built last year's team. I like what we're doing. I like recruiting kids and trying to make them be great. Anything further for Coach? And our- so, uh, John Cook, by no means, I think, is trying to say anything 
too terribly controversial, but adapt or be conquered, gone. I just, I hate, you know, I was, I was talking to Mark Williams on Thursday and we, we, we had a great discussion, man. I love talking to coach. And I said, what was it that's made Stanford so great? Where they've won the last three, four national championships. He goes, well, listen, man, COVID helped them out a lot because it loosened, it loosened the entrance requirements and it made it a little bit easier to get guys in. He goes, but we gotta, we gotta continue to do things better. That's not a guy that just said we need to do things better. That's a guy that's like, oh, they're just getting all the kids out of the portal. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's getting he's getting uh, roasted for it. But I also, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that terrible of a statement. Or am I the only one that is not too overly offended by this? Well, and you caught him in a bad moment. I mean, it's honest, oh, sure. and that's probably exactly how he feels. He right. uh, feels that Texas has cut corners. Whereas they've done it the quote unquote right way, but the bottom line is, the right way is winning the championship to mm-hmm. uh, to uh, the spectators involved and a lot of the athletes. So, in Texas, didn't do anything that you're not supposed to do. So, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, adapt or die, as you said. So, I don't know. It doesn't look great. It doesn't smell great. I do think that they they caught him in a bad moment. So I feel Oof. bad for him in that respect. Hey, um. My buddy Alan Kinney brings up a great point, too. Where is all of our sky is falling pundits for college football in USC right now? Where is all the things are unraveling at USC think pieces? Come on, where are they at? Y'all have a great rest of your Monday. Uh, Teddy Lehman will be out here later today from 3 to 6. So join him for the rush right here at Newcastle Casino for Josh on Plank. Great to have you back, Josh Elmer. Made the day a little smoother. We'll see you guys back here for a Tuesday in studio edition of the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.